Coming to you live. Live. And podcasting around the globe. You're listening to the Deal Farm Podcast. Guaranteed to tickle your real estate loving ear holes. And now, here's your host, world-renowned TV heartthrob and investor extraordinaire, Ken Corsini. Hey, this is Ken Corsini with the Best Deal Ever Show. On today's episode, I am joined by my good friends, Doug and Andrea Van Soost. How are you guys doing? Good, how are good. you? Good to see awesome. you. Awesome. Good to see you guys as well. Like we, I guess we just missed each other uh, last month in San Diego, unfortunately. We were just yeah. digging and zagging and just missed each other. Yeah. 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 It's a good collective genius. It's gotten uh, pretty big too. A lot, of, a lot of people there. So it's easy it's, to miss someone. Yeah. It's off. It's a pretty big mastermind. Yeah. But luckily you, so you guys aren't far from where we were in San Diego. Tell people where you, where you guys are from. We live in Murrieta, which is about an hour North of San Diego. So we're, we're in Riverside County, but we're really an hour from central LA, Orange County and an hour from San Diego. It's kind of a nice location. You know, and I've heard, it's funny. So, so many people aren't even familiar with Riverside County, but like in terms of population, it's like one of the, most populated areas in the country too isn't it it's not la county yeah. but it's just ma- like how many people are in your county it, they call it the inland empire because it really is yeah. i mean it, i think there's somewhere between four and five million people depending on what cities you actually count in the inland empire there's a lot of people that's crazy and that's right. not counting la right no yeah no it's probably 100 miles from la but it, you know it's it's all city <laughs> freeways and city i mean yeah it, it all kind of runs together does it yeah so how long have you guys been full-time at real estate doing this for about 11 years now wow actually prior Man. to that doug was an appraiser he was an appraiser for what four or five years before <sighs> we became investors yeah yeah four or five maybe maybe longer than that yeah okay so i guess you guys then were able to buy during the downturn is that sort of what launched your business yeah that's yeah that launched our business. we were able to start buying because we just felt completely priced out we had started to kind of learn about real estate investing as it was in the peak here oh yeah. three oh four oh five uh just felt like we couldn't you know there was nothing we could do everything was so high and then in, in 08 when everything crashed we just we went full board trying to to buy our first yeah. property it took a lot of patience to wait but i'm glad we did <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh think of all the people in california that didn't wait and yeah. bought at the hype they got crushed <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and so you guys, i mean you guys were picking up properties i remember we've talked before like really really good prices and built a pretty nice portfolio especially for california not many people have yeah. a california portfolio right Right. Yeah, the, you know, prices, in, especially in the Inland Empire, they dropped 50 to 60%, most of them, you know, the older properties. And, you know, little did we know that it would, you know, double and triple after that. I mean, at the time, everyone was scared to death of real estate. Nobody wanted to sure. touch it. Right. But fortunately, we were able to hold on to as many as we could. And yeah, we have a nice rental portfolio now. and We're grateful for that. That's amazing. So what is your, what is your day-to-day business look like, like look now? Oh man, well, every day is different, but uh, you know, we still fix and flip wholesale and look for rentals that those, those three things we still do. Um, We're buying less and less rentals now, of course, but we do still get the occasional one. Do you really? So you can still buy yeah. houses in there and what's like, what's the price point for a rental for you guys now out there? So now there's certain communities that we try to buy in like the low hundred thousand range uh, that will maybe need a little bit of fix ups and older properties. They built the fifties, sixties. And we'll rent for, you know, 1300 1400 if we're, if we're lucky. So the numbers still work for that. Wow. I'm just surprised. I guess, I mean, you're far enough inland. I just assume Southern California, there's no way you're going to find something in the hundreds. But there's still Well, there. you know, that 100000 purchase for us might be worth, you know, one ninety two hundred thousand retail. Sure. Um, and at the crash, it was probably sixty five. 
<laughs> so wow. yeah that's amazing and so yeah if you're getting your 13 you're still kind of hitting that one percent you know price yeah. to rent ratio yeah. yeah it's harder to find for sure but we're that's our, still our target yeah. wow that's amazing and uh and what does your rental portfolio look like now what are you guys up to oh what's 50, 55, 52 properties. We, we sell a couple here and there yeah. when we feel like it's time. And, you know, we, we buy a few every year. So it's somewhere in the low 50s. Yeah, uh, which is yeah. amazing for Cal. That's crazy for Southern California. And I guess, yeah, you're looking at all this equity building in some of these houses. You're like, do we sell one? <laughs> you know, right. make double what we paid for it five, six years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah we so, have that conversation every other day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Do you just cash out and call it done too? I mean, at some right. point, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's such hard work to get to this point. So I don't think we will actually do that. A lot of, you know, we watch a lot of other investors go through the downturn and the ones who um, survived it without a lot of stress were the ones that hung on to their, yeah. their good cash totally. flowing rentals and didn't so sell true. them at the peak. Yeah. So, so true. And our goal from the beginning was cash flow. So we try to keep that in mind. Like, hey, we wanted a monthly income that we don't have to work too hard for that's going right. to pay the rest of our life. So right. Right. we don't want to lose sight of that either. Yeah. Smart. Well, so you guys have been at this a long time. I'm sure one of those deals over the last 11 years stands out as your best deal ever. Let's hear about it. Uh, All right. You want to tell? Yeah. Most recently, we um, just finished, I guess, middle of last year, a project in Palm Springs. Um, yeah. Palm, Palm Springs about an hour and a half uh, or so from us, but it's still in our, our market that we target. And this house was, we considered it our best because it was just, it was a great, it was a fun project to do because of the inventory. It was a mid-century modern home. And if you're not cool. familiar with that, just think Rat Pack, you know, back in the day with the real sure. modern. That's the type of property that sells for the most when it's rehabbed like that. You know, so we've got some buddies, uh, the Desert Flippers, Erica and Lindsay, yeah. that live in Palm Springs. Yeah. And that's like, if you've ever watched their show, they do a ton of the mid-century modern in Palm Springs. Yeah. So something yeah. like that, I guess you could picture. Yeah. 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 So the area is that's it's ripe for that type of product, and everybody wants that type of house there. And, and this one had a great spread on it, good numbers, and so that it became our you know we consider that our best deal. So let's talk about how you found a deal all the way up in Palm Springs. Well, uh, we got a call from a mailer, and uh, it was uh, actually an owner-occupied uh, property. Owners lived there. They had this house that was it was built in the late '60s, so it's kind of on the 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 later end of what's considered mid-century modern. Um, yeah, we've done a lot of projects in Palm Springs, actually, but we specifically were wanting to do a mid-century modern. So we sent out a mailer specifically looking for kind of that age range. That's yeah. pretty cool. I see, because it's not like you can buy a list and have the style of the house. You guys just right. sort of targeted the year. Yeah, targeted the exactly. year. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, and was, you know, they, it was owner rock. So you were, are you, were you looking for like an equity, you know, so many years in the residence and so much equity? Or how did you guys target it? We just targeted based on equity and based on year built and also uh, square footage. We didn't want something that was, you know, too large. We wanted a smaller uh, home, like under, say, under 2,500 square feet. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so we sent to owner uh, uh, absentee owner, all of it. And uh, these people called and they just happened to be getting ready to be empty nesters. Their kids had gone off to, you know, their lives and they felt this house was too big and they were going to downsize and it hadn't been updated you know, in a long time, maybe in the 80s, it was renovated. Yeah. At one, one time. Unfortunately, a lot of its original <laughs> character was gone because they did renovate oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you have a, a 60s built house with an 80s renovation in a Palm Springs market, that just, you know, you're not going to get top yeah. dollar for that. And they knew that, you know, they knew yeah. that. Yeah. So, so did you have to do some negotiating with them? Do they, what did they want for the house? What did you guys ultimately get it for? 
Uh, you know, my acquisition manager actually locked up the deal and I, I don't know the specifics of what they were asking for. I just know that what we offered, they took and it was 357 at the time. Okay. And that was last year. Uh, that was in, that was in 2018. So oh, 2018. yeah, yeah. 20, uh, 2018. Gotcha. I mean, that still seems like a, I don't know that what the market is in Palm Springs, but I, I would figure 357, even for a fixer up, that's probably a pretty darn good acquisition price. Yeah. I think even as is at that time, it was probably worth, you know, uh, mid fours, maybe yeah. it's hard to say a house like that. Right. Uh, Cause it, it, it really had some challenges. It had no pool, which is a big deal on Palm Springs. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, it, it had, like I said, it needed a rehab for sure. And those rehabs yeah. are not cheap uh, to get it that way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 357 was our offer. They took it. I was kind of surprised uh, because of, I felt they, you know, they gave us a really fair deal. Yeah. Uh, we, I think a part of it too was that they wanted a rent back and we were yeah. willing to work with them. So I think oh, we all the boxes of like what would make it super easy for them. Totally. Yeah. So they were, so they basically had just become empty nesters, but they weren't ready to leave. They knew they wanted right. to sell their house. So how long did you guys end up renting the house back to them for? I think it was 60 days. Yeah. I think it was two, two months. Yeah. So yeah. they had time to get, in, I think they were getting an apartment. Okay. And they were, uh, took time to move out. They didn't want to hassle with selling it through, you know, through their, their uh, an agent and have all the showings and all that kind of hassle. So that's right. obviously works in our benefit. Absolutely. So you basically buy it and then they, did they, for the most part, cover your mortgage or maybe a little slightly less? How did you fund it? I guess we should ask you that. How, how did you guys? We, we funded it with private lender. Uh, okay. So we, we, we funded it with the purchase price plus our estimated rehab. So we borrowed over and above what it costs to buy the home. Gotcha. Um, and as far as the rent, I can't remember. I think we just charged them a fair market rent, which at the time is probably like 1500 for that house. It's not a super high rent for gotcha. a home like that. Yeah, yeah. it seems low. Yeah. So, so you're taking a slight negative for, for the two months while you're waiting for them to get out, but, but whatever, you just build that into your numbers. You got a, a good yeah. enough price. We knew there was enough spread in this one that it was, it was going to be worth it. Yeah. So just curious, how do you structure your, uh, your notes with your private lenders? Uh, it's all a little different. Depends on the lender. Um, <laughs> some are, you know, uh, what we typically do is we, we let the interest accrue, accrue and we don't pay them until the house is sold. So we don't have a monthly recurring payment with our private lenders. Right. Right. A balloon um, note on the end. That's a, for any of you folks that are trying to figure out how to put together some private lending, I highly recommend doing a balloon, let the interest accrue and pay yeah. it when you sell it. Yeah. It's just simpler. And these are all people who trust us. It's, it wasn't like a first time lender. I mean, they, you know, they've worked with us. They know our numbers. We send them the deal, the comps, all the pictures, all that kind of stuff. And sure. um, yeah, so that's how it worked. And what's the normal range that you guys typically pay your, your lenders? Uh, it ranges between seven and 9% right now. I think this one a couple of years ago was probably uh, about eight or 9%. Okay. Which is still really good. A lot of yeah. people pay more than that. And I'm assuming no points or anything like that. Just accrued interest. Uh, yeah, no, no points. Yeah. Just straight interest. Nice. Yeah. And then how much did you guys end up borrowing for the, for the repairs? So we targeted 130,000 on this one. Um, wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, a big chunk of that was, the which pool. was one of the challenges, was yeah. the pool. We were going to put in a pool. Oh, okay. Gotcha. First time we'd ever done that. We, and still the first, only time we've ever put in a pool on a re, uh, rehab. It's the only um, market where it makes sense, where you do get that back and then some. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't think so, but and it's really a necessity in Palm Springs. Yeah, it is. You know, I've been to Palm Springs once and it was like the hottest place I've ever been in my life. <laughs> so I, I can actually understand, like, you definitely have to have a pool in the backyard. Yeah. I guess every house has a pool there for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Much. yeah. yeah. I, it probably adds 150000 to your value, give or take, uh, in the neighborhood. In this neighborhood, it was definitely that. Yeah, 
So we knew it'd be worth it. So what, did, what sort of renovations did you guys do? Uh, Pretty much everything. everything. Um, the exterior needed like major, major love. Um, the inside, we didn't move walls around or anything. Structurally, it was a great layout for what people would want in a mid-century nice. water. I think nice. we removed a couple little pony walls and stuff like walls, that. Yeah. Yep. Um, but gutted the kitchen, um, put it back to um, just uh, something that would be more of an updated mid-century modern, I guess you could say. Right. Um, a little bit Scandinavian. I, I like <laughs> to just make it fun and have fun with yeah. it. Um, so it was kind of my own little spin on mid-century modern, I guess. Oh, cool. Um, we made the bathrooms really fun and funky, especially the little hall bath. Because um, yep. people love that. That's what I love about Palm Springs is that you can be a little bit weird and fun and it's and appreciated. Yeah, you get uh, yeah. rewarded for that. Whereas you may, may be more of a risk in a yeah. market where you're trying to be more vanilla. Right. Yeah. 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 And is that kind of partly why you guys wanted to do a mid-century modern? Yes. Yeah. To begin with? That's yeah. very cool. Way more fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You can spread your wings a little bit on the, on the design. Yeah. Pretty much all of the surfaces got, got touched uh, yeah. in, in that house. It did have good bones. Like I said, it had a good roof. So that was nice. It didn't really have to do anything there. Nice. Um, but the backyard was, you know, uh, completely put in the pool and the, and the desert landscaping and the hot, uh, a hot tub as well. Nice. So, what, is, yeah. what does that run to put in a pool out there? Yeah, we didn't know. So I think it ended up running us only about 55000 to okay. do that, which yeah. was on the low end of a pool. Yeah, it's not make, huge, but yeah. yeah. They can cool off. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Right. no waterfalls or yeah. craziness. You know, yeah. they want that kind of sleek, simple. modern, simple pool. Yeah, nice. So did you hit your budget? You guys had budgeted 130 Did you guys get it done for about 130 We did not. <laughs> no. no, we didn't. <laughs> That's good. Par, par for the course then. Yeah. Yeah. I think we ended up being around 150. Okay. Uh, yeah. But we did have a, a contractor issue. Yeah. A slight hiccup. We, oh, really? um, the contractors that we had normally used in that area in the past were all so busy at that time. We couldn't get anybody that oh. we had before. We actually had another huge one going on in the desert. So we hired a new contractor we had never worked with before and gave him two big jobs. Yeah. Um, not a great idea. Yeah. Great guy, great work, but slow as molasses. So slow. So Ooh. right in the middle, we had to, a little bit past the middle, I guess, we had to pull them off and basically beg our contractor from our local area to go out there and finish it out for us, which he did. Wow. So it's it caught a little time, yeah. And I feel like whenever we've had to do that, we still end up paying a little bit more. It's like you always paid that first guy a little too much, yeah. probably more right. than he exactly. deserves, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we didn't, we, he was still working on our other project and he, he actually finished that one for us. You know, it That's took good. forever. But yeah. so we also didn't want to burn any you know, right. relationship there. So we just kind of gently pulled him off of the one and probably paid him a little too much for it. Uh, but we had to move on. So how many months did you guys end up doing the rehab for? About five or six months. Five, five to yeah. six months. Yeah. yeah. And you had owned it for two months prior to starting the rehab, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it, was a pretty long yeah, it, it wasn't a, a quick turnaround by any means. But um, yeah, the timing actually worked out great because the the main selling season in the desert is right is winter. Um, oh. So yes, we weren't in a rush actually to finish it quickly because we wanted to list it right at that appropriate yeah. time. Yeah, we wanted to list in January. Uh, January to May is kind of the the hot selling time. You have a lot of Canadians that come down and sure. things yeah. like that. So it's it's reverse of most markets. Right. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. So January. I mean, yeah, I, I totally get that. People want to be in Palm Springs. Right. Yep. January. So what did you guys sell it for? So we sold it for six seventy two, six hundred seventy two thousand. Nice. Yeah, sold within a within a week. Yeah. We listed at six seventy five. We took an offer at six seventy five. We ended up giving them a credit in there at some point for three thousand for something. 
Gotcha. So you got full asking basically. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do anything special or just throw it on MLS? Um, I staged it intentionally with the hope that somebody would buy the furniture Yeah. and um, they, they bought most of it. Yeah. Um, we got really great photography by a photographer that's pretty well known, um, in Southern California. Like that was wise. It ended up getting um, featured in Domino magazine on their like online, um, so that was good. Yeah, I don't wow. know if it fell, but you know, people like those kinds of things. Well, the design was was incredible. Andrea is a designer; she did it. It, it. You have to have that in order to get to get the top retail price in that area. Right. And yeah, it had. We had a, a few offers actually, and we, we ended up going with the strongest one. I think it was it was cash, all cash offer, six seventy two. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I think they closed in two weeks. I mean, it was. It worked on the selling side. Worked out great. Yeah. 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 Now, are you guys, are either of you licensed agents that you can list your own or do you have to use an agent? I am a licensed agent. We actually don't list our own anymore. We have a great setup with uh, another agent in town who we kind of share some leads with um, okay. when it works out. And he was listing our properties for free at the moment. I can't remember if he listed that one or if I did. Uh, I don't remember either. Yeah. <laughs> a couple years ago. Yeah, I don't recall. I think he listed it for us, but I'm not, I'm not positive. Yeah. And so you don't pay him any commission on the listing side? Yeah, but nope. he's gotten a no lot commission. of, he Husband loves to list our houses because they sell easy and bring him more business. So. He gets yeah. leads. I, I mean, agents should absolutely be willing to do that because yeah. do the open houses, let a bunch of buyers come right. through the house and absolutely, yeah. you should be able to pick up one or two clients just by listing. Yeah, yeah. and we'll refer him leads on, on other, you know, other properties we aren't able to buy, we'll refer him leads. So he'll get leads that way. And so they take care of us. It works pretty well. That's a, that's a great arrangement. Very cool. So you guys have cleared over hundred grand, hundred, hundred and fifty yeah. somewhere in there when it was all yeah. said and done, everything shook out. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of holding costs and things. So it was a little over a hundred, but it, it was great. I mean, it worked out great. We were happy with it. Heck yeah. And you had fun <laughs> in the process. You found the house you wanted. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I wish those would come along every, every week. Right. 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 <laughs> exactly. That's why this is the best deal ever show. Cause there's only a handful of these. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the unicorns. Well, yeah. so what, did, what's the takeaway? What did you guys, you know, after you went through this experience, what, what did you learn through it? A couple things. One yeah. is that I think your marketing can keep working for you um, for a long time after you sent it out there, whether it's a mailer or SEO on your website. You just never yeah. know. Like these people called us two years after receiving only one mailer. Um, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 So we originally sent that letter in 2016. And, and like she mentioned, we only sent one letter to that for that specific campaign uh, for Mids of G Modern, kind of abandoned it after that for some reason. And you know, two years later, they called us and they held on to our letter. I don't know where they kept it, but yeah, they <laughs> held on to it. Do you guys get different phone numbers for different campaigns or do you kind of use the same number? We do. We have different phone numbers for different campaigns. That's why we were able to track where that came from. Gotcha. And so there, the lesson there is it's funny, like in an old campaign, don't shut down those phone numbers, right? <laughs> right. You got to yeah. keep paying for yeah. them. Right. Definitely. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Cause you, yeah. And it's not the first time that's happened to us. I mean, yeah. you'll get calls sometimes two, three, four years later with somebody yeah. that put that postcard on their fridge. And when it's time, they'll call you. Yeah. yeah so it's worth the pennies for a month. It to a phone number. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I've bought uh, phone numbers through different services like call eight and ring central and call rail. And, and like, I can't get rid of all these accounts because <laughs> what if that call comes in? So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Stupid accounts. That's funny. Yeah. That is such a good takeaway though. I mean, you can't assume that a, a mailing campaign was successful or not unless you've given it a lot of time because these types of leads can come in even two years later. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, what an awesome flip guys. 
super appreciate you guys coming on. Lots of good lessons from this and happy for you guys. Made over 100 grand on a fun house. So yeah. thanks so much for coming on, guys. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having us, Thank Ken. You. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Hey, friends, let's talk for just a minute about the market we're in right now. It's tough, right? Deals are hard to come by. The last thing you need is trouble funding a deal once you've done the hard work to source it. Trust me, I get it. I've been at this for 16 years and financing deals is often a huge pain in the rear. So I decided to solve the problem. I launched Red Capital Lending for real estate investors like me and probably like you. The days of paying 12% interest are over. And if it's taking more than a week for your lender to close, you're using the wrong lender. We've built Red Capital Lending for the sole purpose of providing the lowest cost of investment capital possible. I'm talking about interest rates in the sevens. With the highest level of customer service and with the fastest turnarounds, our goal is to provide funding within five days. If you've got a deal coming up and you're ready to save money and avoid the typical hassles associated with most lenders, take a minute and just submit your deal at redcapitallending.com. We'd love to work with you and show you just how easy it can be to fund your next project. Again, redcapitallending.com. Okay, so let's get back to the show, except in this segment, we're going to talk about the deals that didn't go so well. Hope you enjoy. Hey, this is Ken Corsini, and I'm with my friends Doug and Andrea Van Soost. Guys, I want to hear about your worst deal ever. Worst deal ever. Worst deal ever. Well, we're still ever, it was kind of, it was destined to be that way because in our gut, we knew we went against everything we'd been taught or everything we had done to that point on analyzing the deal. Everything and we knew we shouldn't do, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. This, uh, this was a house that was uh, actually brought to us from an agent that we'd worked with a few times in the past, brought us some pretty good deals and, and they looked good and we made money on them and he brought us this one and said, hey, I have buyers lined up that I know will pay X for it once it's renovated. You know, just do the re buy it, do the rehab, we'll exit here. It'd be great. Yeah. And we just, I don't know, we just didn't see the comps. Um, we knew it wasn't a great idea, but we just chose to trust him. So that's where we went wrong. <laughs> yeah. When, was it an area that you were familiar with or not quite as familiar with? Yeah, but it's a weird area. There's a lot of like older homes and a lot of like very mod podgy neighborhoods. And okay. sometimes the house will sell for more and you can't really understand why. Right. It's kind mm -hmm. of a, a strange little town. Yeah, it's a strange little pocket in this in this area. But and this house was kind of unique too. I think it, it was a little bigger than most of the houses in that area. Yeah. So difficult to, to comp. Yeah. Um, but we trusted him and you know, came back to buy it us. So we ended up losing, I think, about ten thousand dollars on that deal. We eventually did find another buyer that <laughs> Which what, wasn't one of his buyers. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah. Well, what'd you pay for it and what'd you put in it? Just curious. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact numbers, but um, I want to say it was somewhere around somewhere around a hundred thousand dollar purchase, uh, maybe a maybe a twenty, twenty-five thousand dollar rehab. We also let his contractor run the rehab and he just did that's right. Uh, <laughs> a kind of job that we were not oh, yeah. proud of. Yeah. So it's no wonder it didn't sell for what we had hoped. Yeah, one yeah. other thing that went against what we what we yeah. should should have done. Oh man! So he so won big time and we lost. <laughs> well, that's you know you always got to be careful with uh, anybody that's uh, wholesalers for one, but then also real estate agents that want to source yeah. properties for you because right. they win when they sell you the house, right? Regardless of whether or not you make money, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, I think we were all in for one twenty, one twenty five, and I believe we ended up selling it for right around one twenty five to one thirty. So. 
after all the costs and holding and all that, it, you know, we lost around 10,000 on that one. Yeah. But we were happy to get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's one of those things. It's sold. It's done. I don't have to think about it anymore. We lost yeah. a little bit of money. Now yeah, right. I'm still amazed that there's a renovated house in Southern California that sells for only $125,000. Yeah. This was years <laughs> was, ago. Yeah. This was, this was probably 2011. Yeah. Okay. A long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Yeah. The house is probably worth 200,000 now. Yeah. 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 We should have held yeah. it. Right? We should have held it. Then it yeah. could have been our best deal ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. We've had some, in fact, I had one the other day that we, where the interview was, it was the worst, it was turning into the worst deal and they decided to make it an Airbnb and then hit a home run with Airbnb. Now it's their best deal. Wow. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you shift strategies and it works out. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. how a couple of ours are that we couldn't wholesale. We kept them and now they're like our favorite rentals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you never know, right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you got to get creative. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I'll, I'll say this though, as many deals as you guys have done and, and only to lose $10,000 and that's your worst deal, you guys are doing fantastic. Good for you guys. Oh, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I feel pretty fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank All right, you. thanks again. All right, take care. Hey, Deal Farm listeners. If you haven't heard, I just recently released a book through Bigger Pockets Publishing called Profit Like the Pros. If you dig the Best Deal Ever podcasts, you will definitely want to get your hands on this book. I take 25 stories from some of the top investors in the country and distill them down into 25 separate chapters not only entertain you, but educate and inspire you in all different facets of real estate investing. From wholesaling and flipping to self-storage, multifamily and commercial, we get into the details of short sales, subject twos, and even land flipping. Whether you're a brand new investor or you have years of experience under your belt, I promise you this book will engage you. If you would, take a minute, go to Amazon and order this book, Profit Like the Pros. And if you like it, us a review. Thanks so much, folks, and I will see you on the next episode of The Deal Farm.